Welcome to the Beauty, Brains, and Barbells podcast, the show that talks all things female resistance training to help women feel beautiful, confident, and strong in and out of the gym. Now for your hosts, Jordan and Gretchen. So we're doing this episode a little bit different today. We're not presenting you with information. We're asking you for information. We have a lot of things lately that we've been thinking about while we're at the gym that we're curious about. Things that we don't genuinely know the answer to, and we are not cool enough to be a part of the id crowd anymore to have the answer. So here are some things shooting from the hip here that we're curious about. Uh, Number one, what is the difference between a comp squat and a non-comp squat? This has been all around our Instagram, people at our gym taking videos in the comment, comp squat, such and such weight, times three, times four, times five. So I asked Jordan, I said, I have a question and I may be dumb. Um, what is the difference between a comp squat and a normal squat? Because I'm always squatting the same. I don't change it up. And we, we know the difference between high bar and low bar. And we know that people do like they train one and they train the other, or they do the other in competition. That's not at all what we're talking about. Mm-hmm. But like, when you say comp squat PR, what'd you do different? Yeah. What's your non-comp squat PR? And what changes in a non-comp squat? Coming from the people who also think compensatory acceleration is the same as their normal squat. Yeah. <laughs> Our coach put that in one time and we were like, he's like, you accelerate like when you're in a competition. I'm like, oh, yeah, that's what I do all the time. It's not like I slow my acceleration down in practice. I don't try to make it slow. No, <laughs> it's slow because it's heavy or I'm getting old. Uh, question number two is everyone's pause on bench just a normal pause now like a comp pause because I feel like we're supposed to do that all the time mm-hmm. a normal comp pause now not to get yeah. confused with comp squat comp pause as we were taught you want to pause on your chest because in a meet in a competition you have to wait for the press command so there has to be zero motion on the bar for you to get that press command. So from the very beginning, I know you were taught this because I was taught this from our coach. You pause. You do not touch and go. No, no touch and go. But I, I laugh because I feel like the people who are doing paused bench, it's just a normal comp pause. Like it's just like a split I, second. Bar was motionless on my chest. I pressed up again. Okay. I mean, when we get, when we get pauses, I feel like it's two, three seconds at least. Well, yeah. And that's because our normal non-pause bench is a comp pause. (laughs) (laughs) But but like everybody's so used to touch and go. I think that's why they're like, paused. I actually did what I'm supposed to do. (gasps) Number three. What is the real benefit of deadlift without a shirt? I just don't get it. Like, I don't either. 
does it help you lift more pounds? Because I might, I might take my shirt off. Here's the thing for the people that are not part of the USAPL world, which is the federation that we lift under, um, for the longest time you had to wear a hundred percent cotton blend shirt at a meet, right? Um, way back when, before we were born, um, it was just basically a lot of men lifting and the rules were different. Um, currently you do have to wear underwear back in the day before we were born. You did not have to wear underwear under your singlet. You would ask, how would they know? They wouldn't unless one of your little ballsy balls falls out of your singlet, which apparently happened enough where they made the rule. You have to wear underwear. I appreciate that because I don't need to see anybody's ballsy balls. Now, you also did not have to wear shirts back then. For some reason, they changed it where you have to wear shirts. Now this year, it's new during deadlift only. Because for bench and squat, you have to wear a shirt. But during deadlifts, you don't have to anymore. So now you see people going out during their deadlifts without their shirt on. My first thought was, I have zero desire to retake my singlet off. (laughs) (laughs) Like once that sucker's on, it's on. And the only time it's coming undone is to go to the bathroom or to completely take it off. Which, I mean, it would be easy to take your shirt off. I'm I'm defending them a little bit. If if you're going to the bathroom, that shirt could come off. It's not like we're not wearing like onesies where we're buttoned in. Oh, I'm buttoned in. (laughs) (laughs) I guess I just don't. I, I don't deadlift shirtless often in the summers here. Like I may deadlift. I may after squats, I may take my shirt off because it's 9,000 degrees in here. Right. And I don't really notice a difference. So I don't get it. But second, this is, this is one that's not on the list, Gretchen. This is a second question to go with it. This one's going to be good. Okay. When did crop tops become gym attire? Oh, God. A couple years ago when like the gym stop it i'm so sorry i'm so sorry i'm gonna wear my crop top on friday i don't partake in the gym crop top attire i will say day one at our gym i did come in a crop top um never again i realized that was not the type of gym that we were at um and i was super uncomfortable but now it's like a thing. So I'm, I'm, not I'm, anti, I'm not anti-crop top. I just, I felt like the rule was like no sports bras. Like you have to have a shirt on at the majority of gyms. And now all of a sudden crop tops were the way to work around that rule. Yeah. Or like long, longer, quote unquote, longer sports bras. So like they come down to like your ribs. Yeah. And now they make crop tops that like it's, they have built-in bras. So like you literally are wearing a bra inside. Um, I, yeah, yeah. I mean, be comfortable. Do you, I guess I wear, I will wear a crop top when I'm not at the gym, like in my everyday clothing, real people clothing. Um, when you and I are working out together in your gym and it's 9,000 degrees, a lot of times we start working out in a sports bra when we're done with like our main lifts. I tried working out in a tank top one time at our gym on squat day. And I don't understand how people can do that because the bar, the knurling on the bar hurts so bad. I'm like, I mean, also, I curiosity, would... like how 
again, are we just babies and it hurts us? Like we're too too sensitive for it. Sensitive skin. There are times the knurling hurts me through my cotton shirt. How do you put your bare skin on it? Yeah. And then like, do you get calluses? Like you do on your hands? Do you have like a calloused back? Curiosities. Curiosities. All right. Next question. Why are short shorts for men becoming a thing? Now, I understand that wearing them down like below your knees and like the 90s is out. That's fine. Mid, like above the knee is fine. When you have short shorts, like five inch shorts, I just want you to know that I prefer five inch length for me. Like the two to three inch ones are like um, a thong. So the five inch ones, now dudes are coming in in five inch shorts and rolling them up their thighs because their thighs, quote unquote, are too thick for the shorts. So they're going to roll them. And now they look like, okay, I know you say that it looks like they're in a diaper and they do, but the other day, this is going to be a botched like explanation, but I know you're going to know what I'm talking about. The Renaissance days, like the Joker people with the tights and then like the poofy shorts. That's That's what it looks like to me. Yeah, I, I do. I do agree with that. I, I like, I do agree with that. I think diaper is easier way to insult them when they wear this. Yes. That's why I go with diaper, but you know, I, I just remember in the days of like longer shorts, like guys would wear longer shorts and everybody would be like, Oh, you know what that says about them. And now it's like, you got your short shorts and it's like, mm, what's that saying about you boys? <laughs> I don't wear shorts very often. Um, you wear shorts all the time. So when they are shorter than your shorts and the shorts that I wear every so often, I'm just like, again, do you and be comfortable. This is not to like judge anybody. They're just questions. Honestly, I do genuinely like, I don't, I don't care what you wear to the gym. Yeah. I will poke fun on you because it's different than what I will choose to wear to the gym, but like yeah. do whatever you want. It doesn't make my workout better or worse based on what you wear, unless your short shorts are too short and you are, are dropping it low in front of me. Then we have an issue, but because you're violating my personal space. And most of these are based off of people that we are close with at the gym and make fun of to their face for right. them on a daily. <laughs> um, next one. Why do people think it's so cool to lift without a belt? I don't understand this one. Like beltless PR. Yeah, beltless PR. Oh, look at my how good my squats are without a belt. You're a power lifter. The belt is part of your sport. Would you go into a meet without your belt? I wouldn't. Because my first attempt better be heavy enough where I need a belt. It's funny. I read a study that came out recently about the use of belts and it was suggesting that belts in and of themselves do not make you stronger. Right. They just provide an external cue and comfort to which that's a reason in and of itself to allow a lifter to wear a belt. 
they add to intra-abdominal pressure. Duh. That's kind of the, that's the point. That's the reason for having it in the first place. Right. Doesn't, that doesn't make you stronger. It just maximizes your potential is really what it was coming out to. So they're like, realistically, you're not hurting yourself by wearing the belt. So just wear the belt. I just feel so much safer. Like, yeah. Like my spine's not going to break in half. I also look at it like in terms of creating that pressure, I, it gives me one less thing that I have to like, I I can quickly gloss over that check mark before I complete a lift. Correct. So to then also have to like add that to my checklist. Oh boy. Yeah. All right. Next one. Who actually cares about some of these PRs? I mean, lateral raises are an exercise we will always be weak with. And I saw somebody post new lateral raise PR. And I was like, I mean, I'm, I'm all for progressions and, and continuing to better yourself in every exercise you do. But I didn't, I don't keep track of my lateral raise PRs. I was going to say, I don't keep track of the weight that I use really for any of my accessories for the sole fact that my accessories are an accessory. They're not made to go as heavy as possible. They're made to like work certain muscles and like the smaller muscle groups yeah. to aid in my big lifts. And I might be really tired. It might be week four and I am exhausted from our main lifts. Like putting a five pound dumbbell in my hand might be as far as I'm getting on those lateral raises. I mean, sometimes depending on what's going on, we may just doing the accessories period is a, is a benefit. Correct. Like to that's do. a PR in and of itself. Monday was a huge PR that we did anything after squats. <laughs> Just like the amount. And I think it's great if you are progressing and you can see that, and that's how you track your progress. Again, this is very lighthearted and not meant seriously. I don't have the amount of brain power to keep track of all of the weights that I use for every single accessory. Cause it gets changed up so much that I'm like, I would have to look back in a notebook. No. Uh, ain't nobody got time for that. And if you do, that's wonderful. You don't have kids or a husband or a business or other things going on. I mean, we cruised through on Monday and got done faster than we ever have before. Well, um, I know we were, we were completely done before the people who started squatting before us were even done squatting. And everyone lived to tell about it. That's the real miracle. Yeah. Next question. (laughs) When did it become a necessity to have a professional tripod for training? As in like for your camera? Yeah. I, I laugh at this one because on Monday. So we have the like blocks. They're the rogue bench blocks. Yeah. And until recently, Gretchen and I have never used them for camera stands like anyone, like everyone else. Yeah. They really are glorified camera stands. Mm -hmm. We just started using them. And somebody offered us a tripod. Yeah. And And like, and I laughed because I was like, I don't even know how to put the phone in that. And he's like, oh, you just extend it. Like it's common sense. I'm sure it is. I'm like, okay, so I do it. I put Jordan's phone in, and st- but she had brought the block over and I put her phone in and I record her lift. And then I put my phone in there to record my lift. And I go to Jordan and I was like, 
it does the same thing and it's more work because we switch out our phone so much than a just standard phone on the black. I just yeah. like the black better. It's easier to move around. I don't have to like extend and before you know it, gyms are going to start renting or keeping tripods as pieces of equipment in the gym. Yeah. Which I I think is hilarious. Yeah. Everybody has a tripod. And yes, we like we 100% take videos of of us working out. No problem. I don't, I'm not embarrassed to admit that, but I just laugh because it's like, oh, tripod, oh, tripod, oh, got to watch where I step because I might walk into this video. I think it's really funny when I see like the amount of people and it's coming. It's just the way of times and like the culture of social media. But like I've seen so many people with their gym bags or their backpacks on, and then the tripod is a part of the bag accessory. Like it's yes, there's yes. a pocket or a strap to hold specifically for a tripod. Yeah. I'm like, Okay. Yeah. Uh, next one. I've always wondered this. Who started eating candy during powerlifting? Like when did candy become part of it? I would imagine a long time ago, right? That's what I'm thinking. Like I just, everybody has their own candy. Why did they, and you know, like, I feel like Sour Patch Kids really became a thing in recent years. Sour Patch Kids and Swedish Fish are at every meet. Yes. And I just, I, like, I really want to know who all of a sudden was like, yeah, I'm going to bring some soft patch kids to have that at my meat here. Just, just bring me another bag. Yeah. For a long time, it was Rice Krispie bars, like the mini ones. Cause I mean, in all honesty, like super great source, source of quick, quick carbs. Like when you're at a meat, yeah. that's great for the most part. It's super easy to digest. Um, it is funny though. Uh, I, were you, did you start going, were you at our gym when Pocket Burgers was there? Yes. I was there the day Pocket Burgers brought Pocket Burgers. So this is, I, I was not. I was um, terrifying. I was not blessed enough to be there, but he is infamous in the gym. So I, was, I will clarify. I was, I came in like an hour after this happened like the story gets told so much that I feel like I was there. Um, he came in to work out and like whipped up burgers, cheeseburgers, cheeseburgers in his pockets and started eating them. Like we would eat an intro workout snack, but he decided that cheeseburgers were his I mean, intro workout snack, like cargo pants, like cargo shorts. Yeah. Filled with, he had a burger in each side. And he'd take him out and just take a bite every now and then. Yeah. I mean, we don't, maybe he's trying to up a weight class. We don't know. Hey, I mean, maybe that was the first time he was able to eat and work out for the day. True. More power to you. I just pocket burgers. I mean, I, I can't imagine putting a greasy burger in my pocket. That's really it. Yeah. But it is, it is interesting to like, think about who, who was like candy is the ideal Thing yeah. to bring during powerlifting because it's everywhere. I mean, I've noticed it a lot lately at our gym too that people will whip out a bag of some kind of. Gu- I mean, we do it. I have gummies in my bag. I do. Narwhals. So those are just some things that we're curious about. We think they're funny. No yeah. judgment. Again, it's just yeah. these are the things that go through our heads sometimes, and we're just like, all right, well, I wonder. 
We just wanted to give you a glimpse into our brain. We're really sorry if it was scary. It's a scary place sometimes. Always. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of the Beauty, Brains, and Barbells podcast. If you liked what you heard today, go ahead and give us a like, a share on Instagram. Let us know what more you want to hear from us so that we can truly make this the podcast that females go to to improve their resistance training experience. Thank you.